In the clutch, that cat, better key go. Keep a tight lip, like a bleed hole. I'ma back it up in your gut. I'ma stack it up in the buck. All about a meal, nigga, what? All about a chill of the cot and the carrots with a wrist stab. But you been that, tryna run it up. But I been that pretty black kid in the black mat. Any rap, bitch, rap, nigga, get a mat rap. On the out, talking to the clack, rap, ass guy. Tryna fuck with me, broke niggas got me ass back. I don't fuck with you till I hear it from the cash app. I don't trust niggas, I ain't trust in the NASDAQ. Sit back, why they throws in the air? Flipping racks, rolling in. Escorted comfy, money teller, the gram. Know my fronts never funny, but this damn tough for your mans. I keep some bad bitch like Tim. First class island, Gilligan, you gullible, you a yes man, I've been king since yes man. Lolly, 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 lolly. Oliver, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining the Officially Outed podcast. Um, I am super excited about having you on here. So thank you so much for taking time out and dropping in. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course, not a problem. So we just got through listening um, to Lolly as an introduction to Oliver Twist. So tell me, man, I love that song. So why don't you tell me and describe to me what Lolly is about? How did that song come about? Um, so I originally got the beat for Lolly back um, during my junior year, I believe, of college while I was at Morehouse. And I heard the beat on YouTube and it really resonated with me. But at the time, I couldn't come up with any words to the song. However, I was like, let me just go ahead and buy it now. And I may want to use it later on down the line. And so, um, back in 2018, I was on the phone with my ex. Um, the first guy I ever dated, actually. Oh. My nickname, Bunny. And we were talking about different strands of weed because he's like, it's weed and all the other stuff. He was telling me, like, what like could even all the other stuff. Means and whatnot. So I just started talking. He like he said something slick, and for people that know me, they know I have a slick mouth. So I was like, "Nigga, you can call me your highness, because because you come from a highness, you think you're funny behind us. They want to catch us at highness." And so when I said that, I'm like, "Ooh, that's not cool." So I just kind of continued with the idea, and then um, in came the beat for Lolly, and I was like, "Okay, let's just show people that I can like really rap and sound cool to like a hard fucking beat." And, yeah, and plus I love the sample. The sample is fun. Yeah, so let's wait a minute. Let's not gloss over the fact. Why'd you call this man Bunny? Why well, call him Bunny? 
Yes. I don't know, he was just like a little bunny. Like, he was this cute and cuddly, and um, he just reminded me of like a nice little bunny. Oh, you know what? Because he could dance. I can never call him a bunny. Oh, okay. He danced extremely well, but he was always just so nice and sweet and just cuddly. Like, you know, what you think a bunny would like. I've never been close to a bunny, but I'm pretty sure that's what they want no, oh, you're so sweet. I like it. All right, so let's jump into your um, writing and your music creation process. So when you get ready to, you know, create music, you know, and and by the way, you do create some really good music. Um, what is your process? Kind of describe where you go in terms of your yeah. space. So my process has changed throughout years. Nowadays, um, well, like, before I used to be inspired by, like, events that would happen. So, like, I would build some type of emotion and then I'll be moved to chorus. But nowadays, I hear heaps and stuff like that. And when I hear the music, I see visuals. Mm-hmm. And then from the visuals, that's where I'm inspired to create music and write certain lyrics based on what I visually see. Okay, gotcha. And do you build, like, like when you think about video so and visual? Do you build like some kind of storyboard or are you literally just thinking about what's going in your head visually only? So, yes, I do build um, a quote unquote storyboard. I don't think any of my videos to date particularly follows a certain story. However, I will create um, what they call a treatment. I create all my treatments to basically a lot of full references, mm-hmm. um, visual references. Yeah. Um, for what I want the video to look like. Okay. And then um, musically, mm-hmm. let's talk a kind of a little bit about your subject matter for your music. Where do you see yourself going to? Because I mean, we, and we're going to talk about Zap and some of those things that inspire those and the retwix, but you know, where do you see yourself going um, in terms of the subject matter in the future? Um, my current subject matter to me, um, I probably would classify myself as braggadocious. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the root of it all. Very braggadocious. Okay. Um, as I get older and I'm appreciating what life is bringing me and the different experiences I've been blessed with, I'm trying to reflect that in my music. So I know a lot of music I've created now that you guys haven't heard. I really aim to inspire people to like just to feel great, like to really feel great. Um, I don't think I'll ever become like a conscious rapper, even though like I have my moments. Mm-hmm. But like that's not my thing. Like I like first of all, I like lyrics. I like wordplay. I like that battle like I'm coming for you but I want you to bleed out like that type of thing but then I also have personality as well where I like to have fun and tell jokes and make people laugh and uh, so as I experience life I just grow as a young man in the world hopefully my people reflect that but I love how you throw that in there you want people you want, you want them to bleed out <laughs> yeah I want them to bleed like I, I want you to die right. I, for me Personally, every time I rap, every verse, I want people to leave knowing that I have nothing to be played with. I would right. probably be better off playing with Donald Trump's social security number first before ever trying to combat me in the realm of rapping. So 
male, black, white, blue, brown hands, I can wipe the floor with the best of them. No, I love that confidence. Uh, I mean, that that is great. And, and I love that just having that mindset when you go in to the booth, when you perform all of that and just giving it your all and knowing that that's the impact that you want to have. Or at least that's how you want, you know, your fans and everybody to experience what you're giving and to, to walk away feeling like that. Yeah, even though I'm, you know, crazy in my presentation and personality, like, I'm very dedicated to presenting authentic hip-hop. Yeah. Like, uh, like where it came from and what it was meant to be. Like, I'm very dedicated to making sure I maintain that aesthetic. And I mean, I think we hear that in your flow. We see that in your style. Uh, but your flow, particularly, I know... Um, you know, you rap fast and you can go slow and you can, you know, add different, you know, variations in terms of your rap. Um, I know on Lolly, I thought about Twister. I was like, he, I'm saying that second verse, you spitting, you going fast, you going hard. I was like, okay. And Nikki, you know what I'm saying? You giving us, you know, all of that variation within how you perform your rap. So it was good for me. Thank you. All right. So um, let's talk about, um, I know, and I just mentioned Nikki, and I know um, there's some other artists. Uh, I was watching your Instagram, and I saw you really gave a lot of shout-out and props to Azalea Banks. You was excited to have an encounter with her while you was performing or as you were uh, performing recently in New York. So uh, besides you, or who are your biggest influence in, in music and artist wise? Uh-huh. I love Azealia Banks. I love Nicki Minaj. I love Foxy Brown. I love Lil Dicky. I love Big Sean. I love early Lil Kim. I like Kanye. Um, I like my rap influences, I would say. Like, I'm always interested to hear what um, those people have to say. Do you incorporate any of their style a little bit into your style? I would definitely say um, something I learned from Azalea Banks in her writing style and even like um, Biggie, like to write in such a timeless way to where whether you say their rap now, five years from now, ten years from now, and how they construct their rap, yeah. it still will be like relevant. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they don't think that date them. Like their punchlines and stuff be like on like another... Right, so literary like they'll be doing like basic, you know, right. pop it, culture punch lines and shit like that, like you know. Yeah, and it transcends, you know, different decades and and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So whether you're in the nineties or uh, twenty nineteen, it still sounds good, relevant, and important. So I love that. So the right. Morehouse Glee Club. How did your experience being part of the Morehouse Glee Club? You know, how did that I help your career? Why did you hate it? I know you really. Because I didn't want to be there. You didn't really. Because I didn't want to be there. No, I didn't want to be there. Um, so I went to Morehouse College, and my concentration was the voice. So the way our curriculum was set up, you have to select an ensemble that focused on your discipline and I was the voice and my secondary discipline was conducting both vocal and instrumental ensembles so I had to be part of the Glee Club and the Glee Club practices four days a fucking two hours a fucking day in 
walking around on goddamn day. It was just so much. And then they expected us to do like weekend performances. And then they wanted this to go on tour. I made sure that I broke so many rules while I was in the Glee Club <laughs> that I would never, ever be considered to go on tour. And I remember one year where I kind of started in the Glee Club and I started getting put on lists. I was like, oh. See, no, backfired on you. Down. Just didn't like. No, I don't. No, 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 I don't. You did. No, I don't. You don't. Okay. Wait, let me let me tell you that. Like, I, I didn't like being a part of the Glee Club. If I could, it would have been left up to me. I would not have been a part of it. Gotcha. But you know, like you said, it had some it had some benefits. To I had to do what I had to do to get what I want. So hey, I got my degree. That's all that matters. <laughs> Miss Morehouse man. So that's always a good thing. Well, yeah, I am a Morehouse man. I graduated. You did graduate. And then you mentioned being from South Florida. Um, but walk me through, like, how did you discover that you had a passion for music? Or when did you know, like, this is what I really want to do um, for real, for real. And I'm serious about this and my craft. And kind of what was that turning point, if anything, for you? Or was this really always in your blood? Because, you know, from a performance-wise, it really seems natural it, it definitely seems like it's a part of you. So, so yeah. When, when, when well, I would say I've been performing all my life, whether it's been music or talking or whatever, whatever. I, I think my family would probably say I've always been like a charismatic little child. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had any issues with standing up in front of people. I was always like participating in shit. I think the church. Um, and then, I think I found out I could sing when I was like four years old and I performed at my pre-K graduation. And so I started liking music then. And then I became like enamored with like the glitz and the glam and the production and like the just the art of it all. So you've been so, performing since you you've been performing since you had pigtails. I love it. You know, since you were four. No, yes, no, I, I really have. Yeah, like I've been doing like stage plays as a child, and I went to performing arts school, everything like that. So I've always just loved the arts. I just love music. I love the drama of it all. Right. <sighs> I like this stuff. And so that so really going to performing art school and you know developing and owning your craft. From a stage presence standpoint, like I mentioned earlier, it's really natural. Um, so, do you get nervous when you have to perform? I would, I would assume, not a lot, because you've been doing it for a while. You've been on stage. You've been performing for for quite some time. Um, it's it's always excitement, you know, like just a little jitters. Like I'm never like stage frightened or anything like that it's just I'm always like ooh it's a new stage a new group of people I'm curious to know how they're going to receive me am I going to like trip and fall is this the day my kids going to pop out of my pants on stage 
Yeah, you know, just you know, common things that you just kind of go through um, when you're preparing. But that's that's funny <laughs> when you. <laughs> You know, you crack me up. I love it, though. Um, do you, uh, in terms of, you know, prepping for that, and, and um, do you, when you think about each set, do you say, you know, this set I want dancers, this set I don't? Like, how detailed do you get into prepping for it, or do you kind of have a standard that you, you follow? Yeah, so I, that is something that I think about when I'm prepping for a performance. Like, does the audience really call me to have dancers? Um... What do I need to wear? Shit like that. Like, um, what is the lighting gonna be like? The, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. All that. The audience, the audience, the expected audience really does determine what songs I do, what I wear, if I bring any dancers out. Okay. Um, which can be a very stressful process. Like, I just had a show in New York, and I had to orchestrate getting two dancers from Atlanta to New York where they were going to stay, how they were going to eat, getting them back home, getting my own self to New York. It was, uh, it was, it was a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot. But when we get out on stage and we leave with people applauding us, screaming and the compliments, all it's all worth it. Yeah. And it sounds like, so you're still, as you're growing, because you're definitely growing and things are taking off for you. Uh, do you have a large, are you building your team? Is it still just you right now? How are you managing that? So for the most part, <laughs> yes, it is still me. Um, my best friend from college, Pierre, he helps me out with a lot of things. Thank he helps you. me out really like from day one. Um, but I mean, he has his own life. He's all the way in New York. So I don't expect too much from him. I do run everything by him to just to see, like, you know, what he thinks about certain stuff. Right. Um, but, like, on a day-to-day type of shit, it's just me. It's me. And I actually had a deep conversation with myself today about I need to get additional help because between um, Oliver Twist and then Oliver Twist, the rapper, and Oliver Twist, the content creator, I'm about to lose my shit. Yeah. No, and it's um because I went to an event a couple months ago, and we actually were talking to a young um, a young lady. She was she had started her own company, and she was a counselor and and things like that. And she was talking about the mental health of entrepreneurs and how you know it can really take its toll on you and depression and all kinds of other stuff because a lot of times you are doing it on your own. Or in that beginning step when, you know, you're trying to grow your brand and funding and all of that stuff. So it's a real impact, especially when you are trying to manage it all on your own and do it all on your own. It's, it's a lot being an entrepreneur. A lot of people want to, you know, tout that they're a boss. But, um, you know, it's a lot that comes with being uh, an entrepreneur and a boss. So definitely know that. Retwix, you've made a couple, including Bait, Lemon, Clout. I love your retweets. Now, I'm going to beat you up because wow. Cougar Bait is a retweet of what? Cougar Bait? I haven't listened to Cougar Bait. Uh-oh. I haven't. It's, it's a retweet of um, Little Kim's Big Mama thing. Okay. I'm going to have to go listen to it because I have not listened to it. That's actually... No, that's not my first one. That's my second one. But that was like the first one people kind of... Mm-hmm. Last on you. Okay. 
Well, I still listen to the rest of them, and I love them. And where do okay? So where do we need to go? And you know, I'm gonna have to cut that out because you're making me a bad offer. <laughs> you got me though. You're like, let me see if this bitch really is into me like she says. But I really am. So anyway, uh, where do we need to listen to your uh, your retweets? I know. Um, listen to them on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud and YouTube. Okay. What inspires you to do your retweet your retweets? Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty much a popular thing for people to remix popular songs, like to do covers of them, to remix them, because that's usually how you get people who don't know you to notice you and notice what you do and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you know that's how you build your followers and build an audience and whatnot. Um, but in addition to that, it's also kind of like a gym for me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a place where I go in to kind of exercise my lyrical prowess and my rhetorical skills and stuff like that. So when I'm doing these retweets, I'm really experimenting with my sound, my style, my flow, my word choices, my tone of voice, so that when it's time for me to create my own original music, I'm not... I'm cutting out a lot of waste of time for like a rip terms. Yeah. No, I like that process. All right. So we're going to transition to your brand. All right. And you told a little bit about your Retwix and what they are. And what also would you, how would you describe your brand? Um, how would you describe what is Oliver Twix or Twist, excuse me? What is, you know, where did the name Twist come from? Why do you use it? What inspired you to, to use Twist? Or what's the brand behind? Well, I would say that Oliver Twist is definitely the headless in charge. Um, he is in control of all areas. When I walk into the room, you're going to feel it. You're going to know it. And you're going to take heed. And you're going <laughs> to respect it because I am in the room. Right. Um, the twist part just came from just, of course, me being a gay black man and a heteronormative, dominating, dominated um, field that we call hip hop. And so my interpretation is definitely a twist. But my last name is actually Oliver. Uh-huh. So I took my last name and then it's definitely a little tongue-in-cheek on the little white boy over there in Europe asking for some more, and I just swapped the S out for X. Okay, I like that. And how, let's talk about the twix, the Twist board game. How did that yeah. come about? In terms um, of you, um, you know, working with that brand, creating your uh, song, uh, the Twist, the Twix song, you know, how did all that yeah. come about? And then we're going to play that song, because I actually love the song. So I'd be jamming to it, especially with the people. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's, people tell me they think you listen to the song, like it's a song for a fucking board game. But I mean, hey, thank you. <laughs> I love um, it, though. Um, but they reached out to me. I guess they found me on, not guess, um, they found me on Twitter. Um, I'm assuming by my last name, which is spelled the same as their board game. Evident, they did their research on who I was, and then they asked me how would I feel about creating a song for their relaunch of the game because, like, they just had bought the rights from the excuse me from like the original co- 
company, something to that nature. I'm not too sure. But they asked me how I feel about aiding them in their relaunch for the game. Okay. I told them I'll be honored. They cut the check. They told me, you know, my parameters, and, you know, what's allowed, what's not allowed. And then I just went into my little nerd boys classroom and started creating what I thought would be a great music video. Music video, excuse me, because music video game. Um, a music video for the board game. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to keep it like real colorful. Um, the game came out like back in the day, so I tried to like get clothes that were kind of like vintagey and whatnot. And then I just want, I really wanted just just to keep keep it simple. Right. But it's dope. I love that video. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go ahead Thank and you. drop to the song. So why don't you introduce? Um, your song for the Twix board game. Yes, you are now listening to Twix, the official strategy game for two, featuring a little cerebral game. Now! A strategy game only for two Get your picks across the board for the other one do Step one, red peg, you can really peg it anywhere Not behind the blue lines, don't you peg it there Same goes for blue, yeah, not behind the red, yeah Now you better think like a pro, time to ante up Taking turns, drop pegs and connect them You can add a takeaway at your discretion Block the other player while keeping your direction Make your connectors a twist apart That's the knight's moving chest, yes, L-shape Twix, 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 be the game, make me yell, yeah Pulling out the trick Wanna win, got a mastermind But if you battle against the nerd, you ain't passing mine They gon' get in line for the Twix Better tell a friend, play it one time You gon' play again and again Come one, come all from older to get T-W-I-X, Twix, the winner Everybody go Alright, so we just finished listening to Twix from the board game. So let's talk a little bit about your journey and background. Um, South Florida, what type of influence on your music does it have, your style, etc., if anything? Um, I would say Florida probably had more impact on my fashion sense than my actual musical style because I don't think when anyone listens to my music, they're like, oh, that nigga from Florida. <laughs> I don't think nobody says that. Um, because I listen to a lot of people like Club oh, North and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I don't um, that. But Florida people do have a tacky way of wearing clothing. Mm. And I just have a strong um, like for like the patterns and stuff like that. I try to stay within the black and white medium, but then I'll throw in some color and stuff like that if it just, you know, speaks to my heart. Okay. I just like colors and designs and shit going everywhere. And then I also have a nice body. I don't know if you've seen it, but I have a nice body. So I like, you know, the pattern is striped and shit really make you look nice. It's got the good. It's the only thing I've got the good. I mean, it ain't got the good. Well, you, you got know, the you good. Stick to, you know, 
color blockage, you know, solid, you know, colors like that. You got it. You got it. We're going to give it to you. All right. And then... Um, Will you be pulling any of that, you know, pop, pop, get it, get it, any of that into your music in the future? Because you're not going to pull it together. Oh, yes, I am, actually. I would say I was a little bit nervous about doing it because since I am a gay rapper, um, let's get that back. I'm a rapper who's gay, a rapper who's openly gay. I never want people to um, be distracted from recognizing my talent and yeah. skills by me shaking my ass. Because that's like something that happens common, that that commonly, excuse me, that's something that commonly happens to gay rappers. Like, people get distracted by, you know, everything else. So, only just recently have I really started, like, you know, embracing my sexuality and not being afraid to show. Like, my last video, I had a god lift me up. Like, yes. I would have never done that two, two years ago. Um, but, you know, slowly but surely, as I'm, you know, I'm really just enjoying life, I'm really enjoying myself and everything like that so I'm like well fuck it if you don't like what I'm doing and what I'm giving then you are going to support me regardless that's true yeah but no I think I, I love that people are supporting and they really do love you and I think I feel like you know you I don't know, you just you brought something good and magical to to what's going on with the, the artists and I'm just really proud because it seems like a lot of people are starting to um, make some moves and make some noise in this industry um, in the LGBTQ community. So that's perfect. Um, how do you want to empower and influence the listeners, so your fans, your the culture, the music industry, and indie, any indie artists with your music or your craft or your messaging or just uh, with your words? Yeah, I definitely want people just to be comfortable with being themselves and not waiting on anybody to give them anything. Like, you can do... You are the person who, at the end of the day, needs to be responsible for bringing your dreams, your vision, your aspirations to life. And you have to believe in yourself and know that you have the capability to do so. And that you really don't need anyone's approval to do it. And then you just may be shocked because there may be hundreds, tens, thousands, millions of people who just may feel the same way you do and are just waiting for the right person to come be the same voice for it. Yep. Zap. You went in on Zap. You went in. You think so? Oh, I know so. <laughs> you went in. So, Zap. What 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 is Zap? Um, I, I have a feeling I know what it was referring to. If you watch Chasing, oh no! So I was on this web series called Chasing Atlanta. Um, it's like it's a web series on YouTube, a docu series um, depicting the lives of young queer men of color in Atlanta chasing their dreams, whatever that dream may be. And I had a couple of run-ins with some of the idiots who were casted on this season of the show. Um, and one of the idiots decided to pull a taser out on me while filming, which was displayed on the show in an attempt to make me look bad. So, and me and all of my pettiness and fiscal intelligence, I thought, hmm, why not make a song about this whole entire situation? 
Well, yes, you did. So y'all heard me say he went in on Zap. So we are about to go to Zap right now. So get your listening ears ready. And here we go. We're about to drop it. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like get back, get back. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like get back, get back. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like get back, get back. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like get back, get back. Get back, get back. Get back, get back, get back, get back. Get back, get back. Get back, get back. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like. Waking up to them cash apps, so it's fuck a bitch. Tell that old scammer nigga keep sucking dick. What a sad bitch, my slight work be they bucket list. Ain't snorting coke, still got a bag and I'm bumping bricks. Foot dragon back dick, ride it in bumper lift, tryna bust a lick. Claim the status, how you the baddest, but your credit card got a stolen chip. And your mammy name with that rent and whip. Sleeping in Fendi on a futon, buying light pole off a Groupon in apartments with 10 other bitches. Cop chasing for a couple pitches, sharing dick with your fake friends. Mad honkers, I stole the show and my cream heavy with that cake man. Fuck, I look like talking about a bitch body count with these whole niggas. Preoccupied on that money line, you wanna smoke, let's go, nigga. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like get back, get back. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like get back, get back. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like get back, get back. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like get back, get back. Get back, get back. Get back, get back, get back, get back. Get back, get back. Get back, get back. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like get back, get back. Z-A-P, zapping all you hoes away like how I'm half your age, but my money be looking like it be double yours. You be pulling up short, I be pulling up, pushing that double door. Got the white magic shot, wrist is on block, call me young double door. Only notes you seeing is them evictions up on your rigid door. Project tenor on you with a good top. You a bottom nigga fucking for the good top. High brow looking down from the top box. Monster be the rock, come on, watch Brock. Biggest bands with a jamboree. Break a leg cause you never stand next to me. Tell a bitch cool down, you a fan of me. Daddy D going ghost for the famous beat. They can never hold a candle with compared to me. I'm a devil with the metal for who's daring me. I'm the big B, you'll never fear in me. I'm the pain of these niggas' insecurities. Doing fake clown shit, never been my style. A weak mind nigga, never been my steez. Getting high like a Wapalay in my swish. I keep a butch neck strap for you weak ass niggas. I thought I was getting my hands dirty. I can't wipe blood and count money at the same fucking time. <laughs> ah! So we're back. We just heard that. We heard you go in and address what you needed to address. All right. And got that coin. All right. So we, um, you have really done a lot. I mean, you're acting, chasing Atlanta, you're artist, director, producer. I know you uh, produce with Young KSB, I think it's video, entrepreneur, you have your own production company, um, you've created your content creator. So what have you, you know, honestly, what have you not done? Um, but talk about being an actor, director, producer. Like, what is that like for you in terms of um, how does that make you feel like when you're out there and you get to produce content? Like, that's pretty big. Like, people start to call on you to produce their videos and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, it feels great. Like, I'm a, I'm a visionary. I'm also a person who's been able to take what I see and make it come to life. So it really makes me happy that, you know, people are calling on me to help their visions 
come true, um, I mean, definitely, you know, there's money in my pocket. Hello? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, it's really just like expanding just like my creative palette, for yeah. lack of better terms. I mean, at your age, you're already, you know, you're beyond a triple threat. You know, you, you, you do it all. So. Oh, thank you. So I like that you're setting yourself up already. And uh, again, like I said, it's it's who you are. It's in you. It's natural. What lessons have you learned um, in terms of being in this business over the last couple of years um, and doing so many things? What are some things that you've learned? Um, I think the most important thing I've learned is just to be yourself um, and to give what you want. Um, people nowadays can really detect when someone's full of shit and when someone is just, when someone has a motive or they have an objective, people can detect that shit easily these days. And I've benefited and I've seen people benefit, um, a lot from just being themselves, you know? Um, not really trying to follow the crowd or really trying to get a co-sign from anybody, but just being themselves, being someone who's relatable, who you can connect with, likable, that's, that's, that's what, that's, you're going to win every time. If you're likable, it don't matter what the fuck you do. I mean, mm-hmm. look at her she has a Grammy, so yeah. that goes to show you. If people like you and they think you're funny and they want to be your friend, you could be selling goddamn oxygen and people don't buy it. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. And then your retwix. All right, Twix Tuesday, excuse me, not really Twix, I'm going back. Um, Twix Tuesdays. Um, tell me about that. That's something new you're doing. Yeah, Twix Tuesdays is like the days when I decide to announce major stuff. So I'm actually um, announcing a Zap Challenge contest <laughs> where I'm going to solicit rappers. Show um, videos of them mixing that, and then whoever I like the most, because I don't really care about likes and clicks and shit like that. But if I think you got talent, I think you really did a good job. I'm actually going to invite you to come perform with me in Atlanta on August the third, and then we're going to go to the studio and we're going to record your version of that, and we're going to put it on my Zap EP with a lot of other remixes. Um, that I've that something I've done for me and some like um some mixes by some DJ mixes. So yeah, that's what we have coming up next. Oh, and I'm also dropping a new single and video on August twelfth. Oh cool. And when will be the deadline for people to submit for uh this app? Uh, mm, I don't know. Whenever I feel like it. Okay, because I saw a few out there already, and I was like, "Yeah, they are performing all over the world." So. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I know for me, like when I was when I started out rapping, it was very hard for me to like find a community or find someone who I could really relate to. Um, and I mean, I don't have the biggest platform. I'm definitely not the most famous, but I mean, I do got a little something, and it it it's no sweat off my back. Don't just get my crown for me to share my platform with someone else because I know how hard it can be. I know how discouraging it can be. And I definitely would want to be someone who extends the hand to someone else. Okay, and I like that. 
you are booked and busy. So you announced a couple things that are coming up in August that we need to look for. Um, let's, um, you know, what I always like to do is two things. One, I want you to talk about your social media, where people need to follow you, uh, where they can keep up with you. And then I always give however much time you need with just wrapping up, uh, leaving the listeners with words of encouragement from you or whatever's on your heart. And then we're going to go into Big old Freak. Um, yeah, you can follow me on my website, www.oliverswiftbeltonx.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at EMOliverswiftbeltonx. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube, as well as SoundCloud, by typing in OliverSwiftBeltonX. Reach out to me, say hi. I always love talking to people. So much fun. I'm just meeting people. Um, and no words of encouragement. Um, like I said earlier, just be yourself and be confident in who you are. And um, don't worry about validation because people will just like you because you're being you and you're loving you and you're enjoying you. So it's easier to be yourself. It's a headache to be someone else. Like don't even try. Just be yourself and be confident in what you have to provide to the world. Okay, I love it. Thank you for taking us out on that because I actually had to deal with some situations today around me just being myself and people want me to be someone else in the workplace and it's just um, and I just can't do it. I have to be who I really am. So that was actually perfect words. Even though you were speaking to the to the fans and to the audience um, it actually just, even though I already know that it was something it's just perfect timing for how I got that thing that's going on in my head right now so i really appreciate that all right we're going to end on big old freak so please take us out and um introduce big old freak hey everyone thank you for listening to me on officially outed this is my retweet to megan the stallion big old freak all right here we go Freak wanna geek, wanna nerd. My big old peach be ahead of your curve. Spring, summer, strutting through a joggers. Make a holy father and a priest wanna swerve. I got that blow like a wolf to the house. Wanna see me shake, spin the cream for the bounce. Money thought I was an easy shot till I bust back and knock a tooth out his mouth. Uh, they go on la la like Camilla Ball. Sex you crazy, then I ignore your call. I'm up in these so if I let you fuck. You so lucky like that Britney song. They be so horny when they hit me up. Can I boss a bubble so I can put a cup? I only horse around with them goats. So be big, bucking in the Bentley truck. Better give me that felt like an Altoid before I pop that Draco Malvoy. Fat back, all about his cabbage High grade, will another blow an average All these other niggas under me I drop pop and lock it on the beat They outside, mouth open wide Cause out where the rain is gonna be With a dick like Twix Ain't a bitch with kick like this Mad cause I'm in the office With them offers sick Niggas mad, got them coughing and they coughing I'm so awesome, like Shy Glizzy said it All my cake is icy bread It's sissy niggas tryna spar All you niggas so pathetic <laughs>
He's out it, y'all. Thank I guess so, child. Well, I thought y'all been there, but if you didn't, though, now you know. Glory, glory. Hallelujah.